poor fellow, remarked Danglars, affecting to pity the young man from the bottom of his heart. Why, you see, he did not expect to see Dante's return so suddenly. He thought he was dead, perhaps, or perchance faithless. These things always come on us more severely when they come suddenly. Ah, ma foi, under any circumstances, said Caderousse, who drank as he spoke, and on whom the fumes of the wine began to take effect. Under any circumstances, Fernand is not the only person put out by the fortunate arrival of Dante's, is he, Danglars? No, you're right. I should say that would bring him ill luck. Well, never mind, answered Caderousse, pouring out a glass of wine for Fernand and filling his own for the eighth or ninth time, while Danglars had merely sipped his. Never mind. In the meantime, he marries Mercedes, the lovely Mercedes. Least he returns to do that. During this time, Danglars fixed his piercing glance on the young man, on whose heart Caderousse's words fell like molten lead. "'And when is the wedding to be?' he asked. "'Oh, it is not yet fixed,' murmured Fernand. "'No, but it will be,' said Caderousse. "'As surely as Dante's will be captain of the Ferron, eh, Danglars?' Danglars shuddered at this unexpected attack and turned to Caderousse, whose countenance he scrutinized to try and detect whether the blow was premeditated. But he read nothing but envy in a countenance already rendered brutal and stupid by drunkenness. "'Well,' said he, filling up the glasses, "'let us drink to Captain Edmond Dantes, husband of the beautiful Catalane.' Caderousse raised his glass to his mouth with unsteady hand and swallowed the contents at a gulp. Fernand dashed his own on the ground. "'Eh, eh,' stammered Caderousse. "'What do I see down there by the wall in the direction of the Catalans? "'Look, Fernand, your eyes are better than mine. "'I believe I see double. "'You know wine is a deceiver, but I should say... It was two lovers walking side by side and hand in hand. Heaven forgive me, they do not know what we can see them, and they are actually embracing. Danglars did not lose one pang that Fernand endured. Do you know them, Fernand? he said. Yes, was the reply in a low voice. It is Edmund. And Mercedes. Ah, see there now, said Caderousse, and I did not recognize them. Hello, Dantes, hello, lovely damsel. Come this way and let us know when the wedding is to be, for Fernand here is so obstinate he will not tell us. Hold your tongue, will you? said Danglars, pretending to restrain Caderousse who, with the tenacity of drunkards, leaned out of the arbor. Try to stand upright and let the lovers make love without interruption. Look at Fernand and follow his example. He is well behaved. Fernand, probably excited beyond bearing, pricked by Danglars, as the bull is by the bandeleros, was about to rush out, for he had risen from his seat and seemed to be collecting himself to dash headlong upon his rival, 
when Mercedes, smiling and graceful, lifted up her lovely head and looked at them with her clear and bright eyes. At this, Fernand recollected her threat of dying if Edmund died, and dropped again heavily on his seat. Danglars looked at the two men, one after the other, the one brutalized by liquor, the other overwhelmed with love. "'I shall get nothing from these fools,' he muttered, "'and I am very much afraid of being here between a drunkard and a coward. He's an envious fellow making himself boozy on wine when he ought to be nursing his wrath, and here is a fool who sees the woman he loves stolen from under his nose and takes on like a big baby.' Yet this Catalan has eyes that glisten like those of the vengeful Spaniards, Sicilians, and Calabrians, and the other has fists big enough to crush an ox at one blow. Unquestionably Edmund Starr is in the ascendant, and he will marry the splendid girl, and he will be captain too, and laugh at us all, unless— A sinister smile passed over Danglars' lips. "'Unless I take a hand in the affair,' he added. 